So I go back to my place. I leave Miguel alone with his cigarette and his thoughts. Um, and I'm lounging around my place. My roommate's in his room. I'm in my room. And I'm a little antsy. I don't really know what to make of the situation that just happened. But I do feel, unlike the kiss and unlike the first time we had sex, I do feel a sense of completion. As much as I do want to see Miguel and talk to Miguel and, and hang out with him and just feel him around me, I'm very happy. If he, we were to break things off right now, I just feel like he gave me something that, I, that I'll never forget. And I'm very, very grateful. I feel gratitude. That's what it is. I feel like this enormous sense of gratitude um, just for having been around him. I decide it's time to get out of the house. So I get back in my car. Um, and I go to Costco. It's time to do a little shopping. Um, Costco is like one of my favorite places to be, honestly. Um, and I'm going around Costco and I'm just like triggered on every corner. Cause it, like, I don't know if you really realize this. Like if you want to go see like couples and like families, like Costco is the place to go. And I'm there and I'm watching these husbands holding their wives' hands and kids running around. And I'm just like, not jealous. I'm not jealous for once. I'm just like, I, I, it's funny, but I'm imagining that Miguel is by my side and I'm getting lost in my thoughts as I'm heading through the bakery and picking out unnecessary junk food that I'm going to regret later. He's holding my hand and we're deciding on whether or not we're having cookies or pie. And I'm just smiling all throughout Costco. I'm just smiling. I'm so happy. Like, I, I see myself kind of domesticated, and for once it feels good. Am I wrong, though, for wanting more? Like, I, I made up my mind the first time that we had sex. Like, me and Miguel probably aren't going to be anything. And besides, I, like, I know how he is with his women. What makes, what makes, what makes me think that I'm going to be different? What makes me think that I'm going to be the only one? You know what I mean? He might be with some girl right now. As soon as I left, he might have purged on a couple of girls. I don't know. I know that it's probably not Miguel, but the more I try to take my mind off of him walking around the store, the more I imagine him coming around the corner with items in his hand saying, which one do you want, babe? I don't know. I spend way too much money at Costco and head home. And I'm not so anxious to see, like, whether or not Miguel's going to show up for the weekend. I decide to pull up my phone and send him a text. And I told him I had a great time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And he texts me back, me too, with a smiley face. This time when I head back into the work week... It's like normal times and Miguel's not avoiding me. He's not going to other to other clubs in our network. Um, he's back right with me, right where he belongs, and he's coming in a little early before his workout and he talks to me. He goes and works out, and then on his way out, he waits at with me at the desk for me to close up, walks me to my car. I get a kiss and a text me when you're home safe. And he does that every day for the rest of the week. It's Friday. 
And as he's walking me out to the car, I have to tell him. I said, I love you, Miguel. I don't know what I expected him to say. Um, But he said, you know what? I think I love you too. And at this point, I got to give myself a little pat on the back because usually the slightest little anything from Miguel would just send me into a tailspin and I'd be bouncing all over the walls and like obsessing over it for days. This was a, this was a, this was a big step. I don't, I've never told anybody like outside of family that I love them. But Miguel was like family to me. And yet when he said he loved me, like, I didn't feel that schoolgirl energy that, that, you know, that, you know, that thing. I I didn't feel that. I just felt like a little bit of relief and a lot of happiness. But I felt sober about the whole thing. It was just really, really nice. Um, We're talking out in the parking lot. It's been about an hour after work. So it's pretty late. We're talking. Um... He gives me a kiss and another text me when you're home safe. And I do. I wake up Saturday morning and as I'm going about my normal routine, I get a call from Miguel, which is interesting. He usually just shoots me a text or something if maybe he wants me to come over or, you know, but it doesn't matter any type of contact I get from him. I always get the butterflies. Um, This one's a little different, though. He says that Junior's getting out. And he asked if I would pick him up. Now, me and Junior aren't close. And so I'm a little confused. And so is um, Miguel. He's like, huh, I wonder what the, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering what this means. Miguel's curious as well, too. And I'm, I'm, my guess, what I, the conclusion that I come to is that Junior probably just wants a neutral party to pick him up. And he doesn't want to get grilled by his father. And since Jessica can't pick him up, um, since his mom can't pick him up, you know, might as well be me. Um, so I get my stuff together. I head downtown to pick him up and he gets in the car and he's, you know, he's telling me, thank you for coming to pick me up. And we begin to drive, um, back to his mom's house and boom, just like out of nowhere, we hit like dead still traffic. And you know how it is like in, in the city, like you get traffic. It doesn't matter what time of day. I should have known better than to take the freeway. I should just drove the streets a little bit longer, but at least you avoid this standstill traffic, the parking lot. Um, but you know how when traffic stands still, like it automatically just starts. It's like a, it's like a conversation starter. And Miguel, or not Miguel, um, Junior's being kind of like awkwardly shy and quiet. Um, much more quiet than he was when we were at the party. He seemed very like into talking and wanting to talk and wanting to get to know me, almost prying a little bit. And so I expected that this time around, but you know, he's probably been through some things. Um, I don't know what's going on in his mind. And he just is really quiet. Once we're sitting here in traffic, he eventually looks over to me and says, so you're my dad's friend, right? From the gym. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I don't really know where he's going with this, but I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, that's cool. You know, guys get up to a certain age and they stop making friends. So I'm glad you're there for my dad. I'm like, thank you. 
Eventually, we get all the way back to the house. And the conversation has picked up a little bit. He actually offers to cut my hair. He's like, who cuts your hair? And I tell him, like, I cut my hair, <laughs> um, which I do. He's like, well, you should come see me sometime. I'm actually a licensed barber. I can cut you. And I was like, oh, no way. That's cool. And he's telling me, yeah. He said, I'm looking to get my own place eventually or at least work somewhere pretty regularly so I don't have to cut hair out of the garage. And I immediately think of my friend Jason, who is a member at the club, um, at the, you know, the gym. Um, and Jason, you know, Jason is somebody who's who's ran the street and he's always given people a second chance. And he's always mainly the people that he hires are people who a lot of other people won't hire because of their criminal record. And Junior's record is nothing like that. But, you know, I know that he would be a good fit with Jason. And also Jason's like this huge kind of imposing figure and he's pretty rough. And I feel like Junior will listen to him or at least think twice about doing any stupid stuff. And so I tell him about Jason. I'm like, yeah, he's he'll, he's, he'll probably like hire you right on the spot. Um, and I offer to talk to Jason for him and just to see if we can get something set up. And so Junior seemed pretty happy about that. Conversation's flowing again. And um, then there's an awkward pause. And he says, did you know my dad can sing? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, my dad's actually got a really great voice. And I was like, oh, I never heard him sing. That's cool. And he's like, I never heard him sing either. My dad has never sang. I've never heard him sing before. Until a couple weeks ago. Kind of around the time you guys started hanging out. He's a different person. Now, I don't know what to think at this point. I'm like, what is Junior getting at? I'm still a little slow catching up with where he's going. Um, he's like, you know, my dad gets pretty lonely. And I'm happy that you're there for him. And right then, I knew he knew. And I knew by my silence, he could tell that I knew that he knew. And I'm starting to freak out, but I'm not going to confirm anything out of my mouth. And I just kind of sit there. And he smiles. Like, like I said, Junior's a little shit. Like, if, if there's something that's a little off or something that might be hidden or there's a secret in the room that he feels like he's onto something, he will dig until he pulls it out of somebody. And so he's smiling at me with this smile. Um, we're sitting out in front of the house and I was telling him, like, you know, you can go. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. I was freaked out. And he just kind of smiled. And then he leans in and kisses me. And I push him off and I'm like, bro, like, that's not what's happening right now. And he just gives me that, that coy smile. And he said, okay. But is it because you don't like me? Or is it because you don't like guys? I'm stunned. I don't really have anything to say. And then he says, or is it because you like my dad? I said, Junior, get your stuff. Get your stuff. And he says, okay. He goes to my trunk, pulls out his bags. But before he goes inside, 
He leans into the window and says, text me when you're home safe. I get a call from Miguel. I was kind of expecting it because he knew what time I'd be dropping Junior off. He definitely didn't know the fact that Junior had kind of come on to me and then accused me and him of being together, of me and Miguel of being together, um, which is true. Um, but Miguel says, hey, come over. And I obey. I go over to Miguel's house and he's there waiting for me. And we don't talk. We just embrace. And then we start to kiss. And things are getting heavy. We wind up in his bed again. Before things can move into full-on sex, he just says, Hold me. And I take him in my arms and I wrap him up. And I kiss him. And I hold him. And we just lay there for hours. It's night when we get when we get up. I know we've dozed off. Um, because night comes way too soon. And we get up. There's not too much conversation to be had. I don't really think that I should tell him about what happened with me and Junior or that Junior knows. I think that would make it harder for him to even face Junior right now with everything that's going on. So I keep that to myself and I don't say anything. And besides, it's not like I confirmed it for, for Junior anyway, that we were together or that we had been doing anything together. As far as he know knows, we're just friends. Unless he saw us in the car that night. Things are great with Miguel. Like, I really just... Like, we've become so at ease with each other. And there's so much that we can communicate without speaking. I really just love having him around. And, you know, we're talking about how we feel about each other. And things are good. At least that's what I thought. Things were going so well that I just thought, you know, we are a thing. Me and him, like, this is the way it's supposed to feel. This is as easy as it's supposed to be. And, you know, looking back on it, maybe I should have talked about what happened with me and Junior in the car, but I don't know, it just didn't feel necessary at the time. It didn't feel necessary at the time. There was so much other stuff going on. Um, and a couple weeks goes by, me and Miguel are having sex almost daily. Then a week goes by, I don't hear from him. Two weeks go by, I don't hear from him. And one night, mm -hmm. I'm hanging at the gym. Switch schedule. I'm there midday, and Miguel comes. Junior's there. And so is his ex, Jessica. And they come in, and they're holding hands. And um, there's a look on Miguel's face that's intense. And Jessica seems completely oblivious. 
and happy. And then I get sight of Junior. And he's just like almost glaring at me. But not like with anger. More like with... <sighs> like shit's about to go down. And he's looking at me like, am I okay? And I'm looking at Miguel, and I'm looking at Jessica, and I'm looking at Junior, who's staring intently at me. And Miguel says to Buffer, this situation that's just come in the front door, he says, what's up to me? And so does, so does Jessica. And I was like, hey guys, what's up? And Junior, Junior's just staring at me like, this is some bullshit. Like, he's looking at me. And they check in. And Jessica says, hey, babe, grab a couple towels. Miguel looks at me. I'm in shock, but it's not registering on my face. And I pull out the towels and I set them down on the counter and I'm just looking through Miguel. I'm just looking right through him. Like, I don't even see him at this point. I can tell there's movement around me, but I'm not seeing him. And I just remember getting glint, glint, glimpses of Junior's face. And Junior is just like, I don't know, he's just like stoic and like, not in shock, but just like, there's almost like a, a wide-eyed disbelief on his face. Miguel takes the towels. They go to work out. Junior stands there for a little bit, like he wants to say something. Um, but he doesn't. And they go and they work out. I'm just... I'm just standing there. In shock. And people are coming in and they're checking out. I'm checking in and I'm checking them in. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm not there. I'm just blank. I don't know what to do. I've never felt so exposed before. I felt so... Having to stand there and do my job while everything just fell down around me. I, if, I had, if I had sat and allowed myself to feel any of it, I would have lost it. I would have ran. I would have dropped my shit and I would have left. And I don't know if I'd ever have come back. 
Fortunately, I had an hour to feel something. My lunch break had come up, and I punch out. Junior must have seen me because I punch out and I go out to the parking lot and he's there. I don't want him there. Because if I look in those eyes, I'm gonna see Miguel. And if he shows me kindness, I'm gonna lose it. And Junior's not, he's not a soft person. And if he were, I would have expected what came next. But I wasn't expecting it. He put his arm around me. He just sat there with me. And finally he said, I'm sorry. Uh, I wish he didn't say that. It all hit me at that moment. I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. I screamed. I screamed. I screamed. And I cried. And he... He held me. He held me. And he covered my mouth with this hoodie to mute out my screams. But I was breaking down and I didn't give a shit who heard. I was breaking down. And I knew I had to pick my shit up and go back to work because if I allowed myself too much time to feel I feel like I could just get lost in the fields, you know? And I remember wiping my tears away. Stepping back from Junior. And going back inside. And finishing my shift. And when Jessica and Miguel were done, I smiled. And I said, have a good day. I didn't know it at the time, but in many ways, this was a great liberating moment for me. I wasn't angry with Miguel. I had told myself long before that this was not the type of thing to wind up in a happily ever after fairy tale and that you just have fun in the moment. And that's what I did. I was upset, but I wasn't angry. Maybe I was a little mad at myself for allowing myself to slip a little bit. But I could think about the way Miguel felt when I held him, the way he looked at me, in the locker room the first time. And it felt good. I was okay. I was happy enough. The timing of all of this was really funny. 
because, you know, some part of me wanted Miguel to be happily ever after. But as I'm standing there on this shift, picking up my feelings, my manager comes out and asks me to work late. And I would later find out that night that Miguel wasn't my happily ever after. He was my origin story. I was about to become something different than what I ever thought I could be.